everybody. Welcome to the next episode of Staying Mighty Podcast. Today we have Christian Garcia, who is a recent grad uh, from Cal State LA. He was on our sister team, Formula SAE. He was the captain for two years, right? Yeah, about two years. Um, he's, did I say he was an EE? I think I did. So yeah. I think that's a pretty interesting <laughs> highlight. Um, anything else you want to say, Christian? about yourself uh in what terms because I, I could go far and wide with whatever <laughs> I, I could say <laughs> so I, I, I would probably need a little more emphasis on what what you would like to know what do you want the world to know about you what do you um, want people who question. listen people who are listening right now what do you want them to know about you uh at, um as corny as it sounds is like a lot of people say anything is possible that that is true um that's that's one of the things that has really stuck by me this whole this whole process um I call going to school like a whole process because it's not it's not just like go to class and then you know go home go work you know like typical things it's just like yeah you go to class and then it's a different class and then you you have to remember everything so you're just transforming along the way so so long as you put your mind to it you know that's that's what I ended up doing I my myself like many other of my colleagues have uh uh you know gotten through this and then we're like we look back and we're like wow we're completely different people now. Yeah, it's definitely a crazy journey that you've yeah. gone through for sure. <laughs> Being a part of SAE in itself is like, oh man, I can't even explain it. I don't, we wouldn't have enough time on this podcast to explain how much <laughs> SAE and just like, your entire college career really affects you. We'll start from the beginning of um, the important part of your school timeline, which is, of course, SAE, because why wouldn't it be <laughs> so um we kind of like to ask people what your first task was when you joined SAE what was like the first thing that they put you to do I remember uh very clearly I I joined uh I joined Baja as soon as I got to Cal State LA as soon as I found out what what it was um and when I went into the lab uh the first thing that I was tasked to do was to basically extend um, a connection for one of the earpieces that we had for one of the communication uh, pieces that we had for the for the walkie talkie so that was that was the first thing that I did that was so long ago I remember that and it's funny because you and I joined Baja at the same time and when we joined um, the electrical team had just started it was only like I don't even think it was a year into it was like the first year that Baja yeah. had ever had an electrical team. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was fun. For those of you that don't know, because obviously we know our backgrounds, but those that are listening that don't, myself, Crystal, um, uh, I was about to call you Squeaky Taco because that's your handle. <laughs> <laughs> but Christian, we were all on the Baja team at the same exact time. Um, I started a little bit before them and they sort of came along afterwards. But we definitely have a, a history behind um, behind all of this, just for those of you that are unfamiliar with, with, with the work we're at. Um, yeah, Juan had a year over us, just went. <laughs> it was about a year. Yeah, it was about yeah. a year when you guys came on. Because I think you joined 2016 and we joined 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that, that's when I transferred in the walkie talkies so I think that's that's we should kind of mention that because it was really funny and he was making the the walkie talkie for you Juan 
Yeah, he was the person who ended up using <laughs> it, and it was a disaster. Oh yeah, oh, we yeah, didn't yeah, know yeah. what we were doing. Honestly, like I, I feel like we were all very new to the electrical world. None of us had done soldering. None of, well, I hadn't done soldering. I hadn't done wiring. I hadn't done like clean slate. I hadn't done anything except like a little bit playing around with like Arduinos, but nothing like what we started with. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a first task. Uh, like you know, the first task is first task go. That that was definitely a first task and um you know looking back I'm like yeah I, I could have done so much better but that's that's now now that I have all this like knowledge and stuff and I'm like damn um it could have been like um so much cleaner so much it could have been done completely different talk right? about what happened at competition <laughs> when the uh, the cable started failing basically it just started falling apart <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the the walkie has right like the headphone and then it has a part where there's like a switch where you turn it on and then you can talk into it right in this case that's Juan like talking into it and we tried to put the switch I think on like his wrist so that he could just like while he was driving because you have Mm -hmm. wrist restraints right and Mm -hmm. he's driving and he can just like flick the switch and then keep going but the problem was that like every time what was it that like every time he was trying to get out of the car yeah exactly the walkie had the cable running from it like from the firewall and then so like every time he got out of the car um when he would jump out it would like pull that cord and we forgot to like disconnect him it was just like rip the whole thing apart and those walkie wires are tiny they're like not even a millimeter like not even a millimeter in diameter like i don't even think I'm like, I don't remember what gauge like, it was, but they're it's tiny, like, it's like tiny, right there. tiny. It's like, oh, you can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I remember that, though, because I remember it was Oregon, if I remember correctly. And I think I was wearing actually Christian's um, windbreaker at the time because I didn't have anything to store the walkies in. Oh. Um, and I remember like driving down you know, driving through the path and like just completely disconnected from everyone. Like I just didn't, I wasn't able to stay in contact with anyone because of those wires and because of what happened. But I mean, it's all a learning experience, right? It's, I mean, that's, that's why we join us. Yeah. Lessons learned. That was a lesson learned for sure. sure. (laughs) Next year we had a wireless system to say the least. So. Okay. So, so to sort of continue that road is like the first things that you did at Baja or Formula or whatever, like, do you remember like the first person that you met with an essay? Because I definitely do. Like, do you remember the first person that you met? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first person, the person that probably made the the biggest impression on me was definitely he he sold it. Um, whenever went to the first meeting, right? Like, uh, when we're tabling out there, I, I I don't remember faces. I don't remember who I talked to, where I signed up, right? Because, you know, it's one of those things, just kind of like passing by, you know. And you're kind of like, oh, we'll see if it goes anywhere, right? You don't really mind too much of it. But when I went to the first uh, meeting, the introductory meeting, uh, I remember uh, Luis, the the uh, person who was captain then, uh, he really sold me on on the idea of, of this is somewhere where you can grow if you put the effort, right? If you if you put in work, you're gonna end up getting it back like maybe tenfold. Um, 
and that that's really what made me stay like at first i was iffy and i saw the stuff like i i, I was never uh that big of uh, a motorsports person i was into cars and in the sense that you know uh you no know, cars models makes and stuff like that and do basic oil change and, and things like that but nothing too too in depth like uh some of my other uh, constituents you know um but uh what really sold me was when he said like uh I'm not going to learn any of you guys' names because you guys might not be here next week or the week after. And that's fine. This might not be for you guys, but if it is like, you guys will see what, what comes out of it. And, and I'm glad I stayed. <laughs> I'm going to go a little bit off script here. Um, what was, what do you think was like the hardest part about being a new team member? Oh, oh, that that's uh, it's always the environment. Um, it's breaking into that environment. Um, I understand why uh, that culture that we had in the lab. It just it's it's something that seems like everybody's super tight and everybody's like they know each other. And I started realizing that's kind of how it is in a lot of places. Like you know, you go to a certain like for example like um, gyms where they do like MMA or, or like you go to like certain jobs. Like everybody knows each other, right? And and you just you just need to break into that that environment. That was one of the toughest things for me to understand because uh, you know. Uh, I think in previous experiences that I've had, I've, I've slowly started meeting people one by one, one because I had to, right? Because it was like work or it was for class. Um, but this was different. This was something that I, I chose to do. And I realized I'm like, okay, uh, all these people are talking amongst themselves. And, you know, like I, I myself, I considered myself before this whole pandemic, I considered myself an introverted person. Um, so I would shy away from, you know, situations that are you know had to do with with being in public or have to do with with being around a lot of people especially if they knew each other especially if it was something that's kind of like a group thing but um as time uh, progressed i started realizing i'm like oh okay that that's it's just you just naturally kind of like start blending in yeah it, i can definitely attest to that the environment was very interesting joining in um funny because you joined in as Baja and then you ended up in formula and I joined in as formula and ended up in Baja <laughs> and it I mean it goes either way it's, it's SAE is SAE that environment is still there and I remember joining and it was very much like, exactly like you said like everyone's really close-knit so it's very hard for you to be a part of that as well it definitely helps when the when the members that have been there for a while definitely include you um, but I think what really helps is having someone else there with you that had just joined. And for me, that was Reggie. And like, we definitely like, we always were, I know, right? Like, we, <laughs> we always like worked together and we always did projects and we were, we were both like, I think that's definitely what got the both of us through into actually jumping into that environment and staying in it was because both of us were going through it. So uh, props to you for having joined by yourself. Like that's, that's definitely, um, definitely difficult going into something like that the realist bromance juan plus reggie I know. <laughs> even to this day like it doesn't there's been um no shortage of that uh okay so moving forward to the next thing is this question's kind of like given like what's your favorite section within like bah within an essay like oh, come on like there's literally one section that you can say what, what's your favorite section going into SAE? You know, honestly, that, that's funny you say that 
and I'd actually uh, technically I'd actually have to say engine. I know you're thinking electrical, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. 100%. No brainer, no brainer. But uh, I, I think like after learning a little bit about how the engine works, because like we had to do the whole uh, engine uh, computer and computing system and just mm -hmm. learning all the sensors that go along with it and how like intricate the timing is not only is the electrical like part of it just like a, a, a huge part of it but um the engine itself like it, it's kind of like give and take like it's 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 a it's a it's a Juan and Reggie relationship right there you know with without one you can't have the other like yeah function right and in terms of like you know the 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 engine has to make the the car move but if the engine's not getting any feedback or any information and you know it uh it just it's not gonna it's not gonna do what it has to do you know yeah so. I totally understand and the engine is probably the biggest thing on that vehicle like if if there's one thing that you don't want to go wrong it's pretty much the engine like front suspension's fine rear suspension like you can deal with that whatever weld some tubes together and make the wheel turn right but engine is one of those things it's like i don't envy you guys because we we in baja like we don't deal with that mm -hmm. we don't deal with any of that so yeah that's the fact that you said that that's your favorite task that's your favorite section props to you that doesn't mean i'm good at it uh, no <laughs> i know i know surface level i don't know i don't know too much i don't know enough to be able to say yeah i could fix that no 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, so taking yeah taking into consideration that you were on the electrical team in Baja and you were on that you like the engine and like the whole captain aspect of formula um how how would you say like the teams compare was there one that you liked better was is there, <laughs> there certain aspects of one that you liked better than another one or like what's what's like the biggest difference in the heart of like what formula versus Baja is okay so I. Uh... This one, this one's actually, uh, he, he just made me, he just tapped into something that I had thought about. So I, th I think about this periodically, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but uh, one of the biggest differences is um, uh, for Baja, uh, electrical has more versatility. Like uh, the, the requirements for, for uh, Baja's electrical system is uh, the brake light. And um, that's basically, and, and the kill switch. So the brake light and the kill switches. So after that, everything else is like, it's just supplementary. It just definitely helps out, right? But it's not required for the, for the, for the, for the car to function, meaning that like we have the ability to be able to like, you know, uh, mess around with, with uh, data acquisition, do things that that's actually what calls my attention a lot. Like data acquisition in general, it's just, it's what really uh, pulled me in. Like I, I was in, and then like, once we started doing the data acquisition, I was like, it just, grabbed me and then just did not let go right so uh, that's that's one aspect that i really like about baja like you you have more versatility to be able to uh do things aside from what is required because what is required isn't as uh, uh as necessary to work on or as necessary to to, to have a, a, a backing to understanding uh to being able to make it function compared to like formula where doing a an ecu um whole uh the whole setup for the sen sensors and the engine the wiring the harness um that's required for the car to run so that doesn't give us any room to be able to say oh we'll put on a data acquisition system on there because we kind of have to have the engine or uh, the car running for it to be able to be possible right so uh 
so on on the duality of that like the same like on the flip side is basically um there's a lot more required work for uh the electrical team in in formula meaning that um there was a lot of work there like um it, it there was there was so much so that um for members like myself like i think at a point I, it was just me uh doing the electrical system for formula i think for one semester uh and it was just incredibly overwhelming it's it's about I don't know depending on the system like our system had about 80 wires that we had to go from one into another so it goes from the ECU out to all the sensors that go into the engine the, the fuel pump things like that so that that takes time um, and then a little mistake like the gauge of the wire uh, makes such a big difference as in like the, the system won't even start and it took uh, me and one of uh, a, pre a previous member who, who was there who helped me out. His name was Omar. Uh, it took me and him like basically one, like what, two, three nights to figure out that like it was just uh, the the ignition or the actual uh, power power wire that didn't work. Uh, that was too, too thin that the whole system wouldn't uh, turn on. So we had to basically like take apart every single sensor sensor by sensor just taking one wire off and we're like okay it's not this one it's not this one finally when we got to that last one it was that one and we we're like oh man we did it <laughs> you know so if only you had started there <laughs> so sort of diving in a little bit maybe more into the the culture of SAE aside from the car and stuff like that because that's definitely a big part of it like, what's the weirdest thing about the lab that you miss, like, because we're in quarantine right now? Like, I remember, like, just off the top of my head, at least for me, the biggest thing was, like, going to go get coffee. Like, everyone's like, oh, coffee, coffee, food, 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 coffee. And then everybody would get together and, like, five, ten of us would just go walk and just go get coffee. And during our meantime, that's probably the thing I miss the most. But at least on your end, like, what's what do you, what do you miss the most as far as being stuck in your room? So I, I, as soon as you mentioned that, it's just uh, a lot of memories just pop back into my head. <laughs> stop, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> but, um, one of the, one of the biggest things that I miss uh, is just being able to basically kind of let loose in the sense that like I'm walking down like from the gate into like the, the back where the office is. And I just felt like yelling whatever for whatever reason I just yelled you know and felt good it's like it's like an outlet I guess for myself and then like can't really do that here you know because like <laughs> my little brother's asleep or like the neighbors or like you know I'm walking like from the door to my room and I yell it's like my mom's gonna look at me like bro what's wrong with you <laughs> so it's just that I guess that sense of freedom to be able to just like have a, a, a yeah have a release just joke around you know like somebody says a joke on the other end of the of the room and I'm like hey I heard that you know like just being able to do that yeah that's that's one of the things act like a savage <laughs> <laughs> no, i totally i totally understand that um and sort of like diving into the next question it's like obviously we talked a little bit about how you spent some time within baja and then you like transition to formula um probably the biggest thing the, probably the biggest reason that you transitioned more into formula was i mean not only that because you had there were like you had mentioned in Baja, there isn't a lot of electrical tasks. Um, what is it like a brake light, maybe <laughs> a brake light and maybe some pressure sensors. Um, and there was a lot more of an opportunity at formula, but you went into formula being the captain as well. So like, 
when did you know that that's that was the transition that that's what you were going to do like at what point were you like okay well now i have to start focusing more on formula and being the captain for them as opposed to like being a part of the electrical team for baja so um so basically like i mentioned before before i found out about formula i, I wasn't going to baja right so uh when i found out about formula um yeah, I initially wanted to join Formula, but I was like, no, nah, I, I, I don't know enough. I, I, I don't think I'd fit in. Like, I don't think, uh, you know, I'd do a good job, right? Uh, so I told myself, I think the beginning of the year, so 2017 when I just got in. Um, so eventually I started realizing that, uh, you know, you pick up everything as you go. Like, you start learning everything as you go. So at a point, I think it was like the semester before I, I became captain, uh, the, the previous captain before me, Andy had mentioned that uh, his electrical team had basically just like left. One of them had just graduated like uh, the winter semester and he was doing like a, a, a one of our, our tests, I think it was the EIT or the the FE. I'm not sure which one he was doing. And um, and then the other member, he, he was uh, focusing on classes. So basically he had nobody for the, for the subsection. So I told him you know, while I was a, a member of Baja, the electrical team, I was helping out uh, Baja, um, with I forgot what I was helping out that semester, but I, I think it was overshadowed with, with me helping out with the whole electrical system for formula. And so at that point, I started realizing I'm like, okay, I, I don't have to know everything. I, I I can learn as I go. I can learn, you know, the the bare uh, minimum, like in, in terms for it to be able to function, so that I can get it done quick. And then uh, I guess being good enough with people, like being able to communicate enough with people and I guess like resolve issues or not really have any issues with anybody in the lab. Uh, one of our uh, other members, uh, the captain uh, before Andy, uh, who was now just a member uh, for, for the suspension team, um, he was the, the lead Randy. Uh, he talked to me and he kind of uh, left that seed of, uh, hey, uh, why don't you become captain? Like you're good with people, you know the team, and he just started listing reasonings, and and at a point I was like, now nah, like that, I I didn't I didn't think, uh, you know, I, I I'm like, no, nah, an electrical doesn't know how to, you know, lead a mechanical team, and you know that that's what went in in my mind, and uh, eventually I found out that one of the previous, like one of the one of uh, a very uh, highly talked about, very a very uh, well known uh, electrical. Uh, electrical engineering student who was there, uh, was also the captain for Formula, uh, his name was Fernando. Uh, once I found that out, I was like, oh, it, it is possible. Like, it's, it's, it's just me creating another mental barrier, you know? Um, so basically the transition between 20, 2018 to 2019, so 2019 spring, um, that's when I started kind of thinking about being the captain and started getting more thoughts. And then, um, that summer after competition, after Gorman for Baja, uh, I just, that's when I made the, the transition and I said, you know, I, I, if I'm going to lead this team, I'm going to have to have like my full attention there because I, I, I know what it's like to try to juggle multiple things at a time. And I know that that was going to be one of the biggest, uh, biggest um, focus points of, of my attention at, at, uh, at that time, at that point. How, what was it like being captain? Oh, <laughs> it's a, uh, it was definitely a learning experience. Uh, it's, it's something that uh, I, I think um, a lot of members fear. A lot of members see it as like, oh no, I can't do that. And I understand why, but after going through it and then after going through it like a second time, um, I'm like what halfway done through the second time. Um, and I, I can say it's, 
it's it's difficult yeah you but you learn a lot and one of the key things that I took away from it is I can understand why a lot of the hiring managers or recruiters ask the questions that they ask because after leading a team that's exactly who I'm looking for right like uh, when I when I see a team member and I see they're acting a certain way I'm like oh, okay yeah like this member is definitely where you're supposed to be or where she's supposed to be right or like when I see a member and he's like or she's like you know not doing well I'm, you know move in talk um, ask questions to see you know is there interest there is there no interest there right or you know move uh position and end up finding out that like the member didn't have a, any uh you know any interest in that position and then you know move a move that person into another position where it ends up being a lot more beneficial right so um that's that's basically the key point to take away from from that i took away from being a captain is uh understanding that that you're managing a team i think you said it well Christian, like you, you're not only just dealing with obviously meeting deadlines and you're not just dealing with making sure that your designs are right everyone's following the schematic or the like you're dealing with people as well everybody has their own sort of personality and as a captain you kind of have to understand where people sort of excel the best like some people might be might want to do sales presentation they want to um, speak in front of a live in front of a, an audience some people might not and they might be really good at manufacturing and stuff like that so it's definitely a position that you join and definitely threw me back and I'm sure you felt the same way where it's like you really have to pay attention to people now not just your designs and not just making sure that you meet all the requirements and you get to comp like you have to actually understand everyone which is definitely a task in itself especially since you had mentioned like Prior to that, you felt like you were an introvert and you felt like you weren't maybe the most out person out there that like, I'm def I'm, I'm sure that there were moments where you were like, damn, I really have to step up at this point or I really have to speak out and I really have to say things. And maybe on the inside, you didn't feel that way. Or maybe on the inside, you're like, I'm not this type of person to really bring a certain situation to light, but you kind of have to, and it kind of forces you to do those things. So... Yeah, man. I'm I'm glad you're almost finishing up your captain hood, I guess. <laughs> you're gonna be so relieved. <laughs> so um going along with the the experience being a captain of a team, we have an Instagram question. Somebody on Instagram wants to know their their username is no home seafood. <laughs> no home seafood. What kept you going for um for FSAE even during the pandemic? Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a tough one. So um, one of the biggest things is uh, I guess it just, it lies more with the team. I care enough about the team. I care so much about the team that I, I just felt like I couldn't let it down. Like um, there's so many people looking up to me, so many people indirectly like depending on me. And, and I felt like if, if I were to just, you know, say one day, like, Oh, I can't do this anymore and just step out and step down, you know, uh, I, I know that would have left the team in, in, in a very bad position. Like it wouldn't be a position where like, I think I've been in, in tough positions before where like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at work, like where, where I have to be like, where, where it's forced to, to be. And like the manager calls off or something like that. And we're kind of like, what do we do now? You know, like, you know, there, there, the, the team need guidance, even though some members might be able to do it themselves. Other members might 
struggle with that. So that's one of the biggest things that helped me keep going. Um, another one of the things that kept me going is that uh, there's certain members I would reach out and certain members that would talk to me. And I guess like whenever we would have a meeting, sometimes we would stay after and just chat here and there. And it just reminded me that like, not only is this my team, but these are also people I consider to be friends. Like they're, they're good friends of mine and they, they help me with things aside from just work. Like, right. We had some, sometimes that we had the opportunity to play games on the sides or, or, or if we could, like when restrictions weren't as high, we were able to meet up on, you know, have a quick snack and then just, you know, go back home just to, as a small reminder to say, yeah, like we're still, we're still people, you know? So kind of going along that, it's not a question on here, but um, I know that your captainship has been passed down now, right? Right? Mm-hmm. In, a, in a sense. So <laughs> I could I could say um, it's more of like a, a proactive role. It's not really something that has been um, finalized on yet. Like I mentioned it to them. Uh, we've transition right now. Yeah, yeah. It's more of a transitioning state, and uh, it's more of like they they need to be sure that they're ready to take on that role. Like uh, one of the requirements in my eyes is just to want to do the role. If a person doesn't want to be captain, it won't work out as well. If you know if they're being pushed into a position that that isn't uh, you know necessarily something that that's sought after, right? Like for myself, like. Uh, as funny as it sounds like when I first joined Baja, I was like, oh, how funny would it be if I like led this team, right? And then I, I would have never imagined that like I would have ended up leading the formula, you know, like at first I was like, I was like that, is this, this is really, is this really happening? <laughs> well, I mean, assuming that you're still involved with the whole transition going on and everything, um, did you see the new FSAE business competition? Yeah, I had a really interesting format because it's different this year. Yeah, they had the they had they 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 changed that uh, along with I think they took away the the requirement to do the design report, too. So that that threw me off a little bit. Yeah, it's completely different. So now what they're doing is um, all the teams in their business presentation. Normally, it's like you have to sell your car, right? You have to talk about some kind of. A hypothetical business model where um, you're talking about like your profit or you're talking about how many units you're going to sell or you're talking about how like last year's was actually still pretty interesting it was um, like you have to cut I think it was like some huge number percentage of cost in your engineering side like how are you going to deal with that um, but this year it's like completely a spinning off of that like it has nothing to do with that anymore. It's like, you have to talk about how as a formula team, you're going to keep like the structure and like the integrity of your team kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> comments, comments. That's, uh, that's, that's one of the things that, that we've really tried doing as far as the team goes that's something that I really tried uh spending time with in terms of like keeping the integrity of the team the structure of the team um one of the things that I always tell the next members is like I, I know for a fact that the ones who are going to be taking over me will definitely do a, a better job than I did because I feel like there are certain flaws that I can't see in the way that I do things and they can and I know that those would be points for them to be able to improve upon um 
so one of the things is uh, I, I try to maintain the, the same traditional format that we used to have uh, in terms of like the way that we split up the subsections. And um, I also made it an effort to, to keep all our documentation in one place so that we wouldn't have the same uh, issue that we had, I think, a couple years back. And I think even with Baha, we had that issue that there was like uh, some information that was lacking. There could have been a lot of things that we could have like learned or known in terms of like documentation that could have been kept. But um, a lot of the stuff, there was like a big gap in between. And then as like the years pass, you know, certain rules change. So a lot of the things that we had uh, access to uh, was outdated. It wasn't as helpful, you know, as for example, we would have had like maybe information from two or three years back. So this time around, one of the things that I'm doing is um, uh, making sure that our, our team has uh, a systematic way to be able to keep all their documentation in one place, um, just using SharePoint which since uh, Cal State LA students were able to get uh, uh, access to a SharePoint uh, through our email. So it just made sense. Like uh, I think the team was using Gmail before that, but it became somewhat of a, uh, an issue when some members didn't have Gmails, right? And they had to make one just for that. So I thought since like, you know, they're students of the school, like it, it, everybody's gonna have one of a, a Cal State LA email, right? So, that was another aspect. Um, and the same thing also, uh, I've been encouraging my members to, to tell me what other ways they think would be helpful. So one of the things that we've also been trying is uh, to keeping uh, to keep uh, meeting notes or if possible, if we could record the meetings, we have enough room to store them because I know eventually they become kind of, you know, kind of like an hour long and what maybe, 16 meetings uh, uh, at minimum at a semester that that kind of adds up in computers so whoever stores it uh, or if we store it on the SharePoint we might run out <laughs> so on continuing that note what's the biggest advice you can give to other teams um, based on you know the two years that you were captain um, the leadership experience that you had now that you're like um, an alumni looking back um what's like what's your biggest advice biggest advice is get to know your members as best you can I know it, it's it's kind of like well it's been one of my one of my potentially uh main focus foci foci is that how you say that <laughs> main focus is that the one of the main focus that that I've had throughout my whole uh captaincy to to get in in a more of a personal level with each one of my members because that'll help me understand their dynamic better instead of just seeing them as a typical member right so if if you have a person that you know you'll be able to know how to talk to them you'll be able to know how to communicate you'll be able to know if something's wrong what's wrong instead of having to guess and having to maybe react the way that, you know, shouldn't have been done. Right. Or like a, a way that like, maybe uh, you'd look, I would look back and I'd be like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that, you know, things like that. I think that's, that's the the biggest uh, thing is just get to know your members in more of a, a, a personal level rather than just a member um, doing things outside of uh, outside of, you know, uh, work too, like doing things like, like uh, what we did is uh k1 uh uh carding with the team and that that helped us you know come a little closer so it's just things like that that help us out come a little closer yeah we had the same i mean we had the same thing you were a part of it too the whole baja bonding stuff like baja it's bonding. definitely a huge push that we tried to do across sae was because you want to keep that relationship between both formula and baja like they aren't 
as much as they are different teams or as much as they are separate teams, like we're still working in the same environment and being able to get closer with them is a lot easier for you to communicate. Like if there's issues with, I don't know, someone's taking some material or someone's doing whatever, right? Um, you know, it's very easy for you to talk to them and try to figure that out if you've already spent time with them outside of, you know, you're just more comfortable with them. Um, so it seems like you've definitely have been through the, through the, um, through the SAE environment and have gone through not only being a new member, but also being the captain of the team. And um, how do you feel like it's impacted your life being a part of both formula and in Baja, like not just professionally, but you know, as a person, how do you think it's 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 impacted what you've done? Uh, this is this is a this is a really good question. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> the the impact um, has been it it completely changed me as a person. So I like I said before, I joined. I was very introverted. I didn't really want to go to uh, you know new things. I didn't really want to do new um new new events new things like like oh you know go home uh do my homework come back come to class and then go home right that but um after joining Baja uh after getting into that environment I started realizing that there are a lot of opportunities that have gone my way that I kind of uh didn't pay attention to because I was afraid I was afraid of the new I was afraid of of what what might happen or or I might not look I might not look good doing it or something like that, like little things like that, that eventually I started looking back and I'm like, no, like it doesn't matter if, if, if something's, you know, my calling, if something seems interesting, like, you know, I, I, I probably, uh, one of the, the one, one good example would be, uh, I would have probably never tried kayaking if, if I wasn't part of the team, like, it doesn't seem like it's directly correlated, but, um, that's one of the things that I realized that I was like, my friends told me, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's very, very, it's very calming. <laughs> it's very <laughs> meditative. <laughs> what? So what? Is, what's the story behind the kayaking? Um. So one day, a couple of my friends told me they're like, "Hey, uh, I guess they went the week before, and they're like, hey, uh, you want to go kayaking with us?'" I, uh, and it was like a Sunday morning. It was like, like seven in the morning. And I was awake for some reason. This is before I started waking up early every day. Is uh, I was awake for some reason, and then I was like, "All right, let, let's do it. Let's let's go." And um. And I didn't, I didn't know I needed it until after I did it. I was like, wow, well, this is, this is one of those things. Like, like, I think before, before I would have joined, I would have probably just been like, nah, I'll just, um, you know, I'll stick to doing the same stuff that I'm, I'm doing, you know, or like, oh, no, I'm actually going to go back to sleep, you know? Yeah. You mean like talking about like your general ability to just like get out of your comfort zone? Yeah. Like take yeah, on yeah. things that you've never done before and just being like, you know what, let's just, let's just do it. Let's just try it. Pretty much. I, I started realizing that, um, you know, I, I had to shell uh, before joining, I had to shell and I would just only associate with people that, that would be, you know, close to me, close to my circle, close to the, the areas that I would hang out, like places that I would be required to see people <laughs> like uh, school, work, you know. But um, after after joining SAS, I started realizing I was like, yeah, there's a lot of people that have common goals um, closely or, or maybe not closely related, but still related to my own that are going through the same struggle, right? Because that's, that's basically all the environment and, and that's the whole feeling in, in competition. You just go to competition and you're like, wow, all these students are like struggling, except for like a couple of schools, uh, are struggling to get, you know, their car going, get their car like fixed or get their car, you know, take ready. 
and we're just like them like we're 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 part of that that whole collective you know community right and you know i started looking out and i started seeing like it's like that in a lot more places than than i realized before before sae yeah i think even in like different um different teams like robosub is doing exactly what we're doing right like they're going to a competition they're preparing for things that they've never done before um like any any school team right like we all are like sitting there staring in the face of something that we know absolutely nothing about and it's this mountain right and you're just like okay well like I guess like I do one google search today and see what happens right and sitting there just doing that and like you get it wrong and you get it wrong and you get it wrong and then one time you get it right and you're like oh man like okay I'm making progress now and it's like your whole experience of like first it's like a semester and then it's a year and then it's like several years and before you know it you're graduating and like you you look back and you realize like just how much you you did because you just decided to try it one day instead of like shying away from it and telling yourself that you couldn't do it it's like well I don't think that I'm gonna be good at this but I'm gonna do it anyway I think that's like such a valuable tool to have in your life it's like and I I definitely agree like SAE made me do so many things it's like I remember like being the team lead for my senior design team and all these people were like trying to get caught up to the project that we had been working on with this like uh the drivetrain stuff and they were like oh like how do we do this and I was like I don't know (laughs) like we're here to find out right come on this journey with me (laughs) And yeah, it's like, like, you don't have to know everything to be a good captain or a good lead or like a good student or whatever, a good team member. Like you just, I think a good team member, it's so understated. Like a good team member is the person who's just willing to find out and like do the research and figure it out. Not the person who like necessarily knows everything, even if that's helpful. Like yeah, just just being able to look at the challenge and not say no, right? Yeah, and to kind of like build off of that a little bit, I'm sure there are some attributes that you see within people that would make, like you see someone you're like, he would, he would make a good captain or she would make a good captain. Like, what are some of the, uh, let's imagine there's someone that's freshman, just joined the FSAE is maybe a little bit intimidated about joining the team and they're like you know what i'm ambitious i want to be the captain of this team eventually one day what would you say to them or what do you think would be um what do you think can make that person a good captain or what they should do what should they start focusing on now if they want to reach that goal of being the lead of the team or the 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 captain of the team so there there are a lot of things but the three that came to mind and the three that seem the most important to me are uh one curiosity like you know you you don't do something because you know what's going to happen you do something because you're kind of like oh i wonder what's going to happen right you're reading reading a story and you're like oh what happens next all right so with that um it just helps you kind of like oh how how does that work you know and that that kind of sparks that that whole you know that whole want to find out, right? Uh, which leads to, to uh, the second, which uh, sometimes you're gonna be wrong, right? Sometimes I've, I've been wrong a lot of times and, and I think I've been 
I've been pretty good with accepting it. And uh, there have been times where I haven't really accepted it. And I, I look back and I'm like, yeah, like, you know, there was, there was different ways of seeing it. So being able to take feedback is also another very crucial component. Otherwise you're not going to be able to improve. Like otherwise that, that member wouldn't be able to improve. Right. Because if I didn't take any of the feedback that I was given, or if I didn't like really think about and, and, and really analyze like the, the feedback that I've, I've received, I would have not been here. I would have been in the same uh, fixed mindset thinking like, Oh, you know, like, I know, I know what I'm talking about. I know what's going on. Like, I know, I know this is how things are supposed to work. It's like, no, like sometimes, sometimes I don't know. And then sometimes we don't know. And, and that's okay. That's, that's okay. Just knowing that you don't know you, there, there's so much information that, that is available that um, I know I, I, the more I learn, the less I know. I don't know if, if that makes sense. The, 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 I think that's how it goes. And the third thing, the most important thing, and honestly, the thing that, that is, is a make or break, it's uh, the ganas. So it's the the want to right the 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 desire the the need to want uh you know to want this right uh so if if a person really wants to be captain they'll have that that desire they'll they'll do whatever they can whatever is in their power to be able to do it right so if that means like okay i don't know enough about this so i should start learning about that right now right or i'm actually not good at talking to people so i'm gonna throw myself in the lion's den and start talking to people right so that that is what encourages um those those are the three main aspects that i feel like have made me um how i am in terms of a captain i know that if a member starts cultivating those three uh aspects they will end up being successful like i said like um i know the next person who's going to take uh the role of captain for this team is going to do a great job and i'm sure it's going to be much better than mine because i know that from my mistakes you know i those those improvements are what what basically help build the team right we're not we're not a, a built team until like it, it's like an engineering uh project that's like are we really done right i don't think we're ever done with whatever we do because we can always improve upon it right so to say that i was a good captain okay i'll accept that but i know there there will be better and i know that if i can help i will right yeah no i, I totally understand that and like to sort of add to that i think at least one of the things that I under that I had to catch on very quickly, um, and I think most people that do want to join like a leadership role like this, especially being a captain, is being able to separate your personal to your professional life. So it's like you can have things going on at home um, or going on in school, like schoolwork and stuff like that. Or maybe you're not doing too well on exams and stuff, but to some degree, like if you're the captain of the team people are watching you and people gain confidence knowing that you're confident about what you're doing. And if I think you let that kind of show um, that you're like, how do you put it? Like if you're struggling at home, right? And you come into the lab or you, you try to run a meeting or something and you're not in the best place, like people catch on to that very quickly. And I think you hold a lot of responsibility as a captain to continue to increase morale and increase and, and try to keep that like spark and that like inspiration within everyone else. So it definitely, I definitely understand. Um, that was definitely something that I, <laughs> I'm sure you had to catch on to like very quickly. It's like, even though you might not be doing well in that class, like you, it, it, to some degree, you can't really show that to the rest of the team or else and maybe to some degree they're like, Oh, you know, he's not as confident. 
right. he's not as confident in the team. So it's uh, definitely a mental battle that you have to that you have to fight through. Um, but yeah, not to get too dark, but yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much hard. it's hard for sure. Um, it's a it's a it's a sacrifice, not a loss. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely a big sacrifice for sure because it's like they're your friend, like uh, you're the team that you're leading they're your friends too so to some degree they know what's going on in your life but um you still have to in a way put up a kind of a front a little bit and be as confident as possible and be as secure in in yourself so that that resonates with everyone else and everybody else remains like hyped and confident and inspired but definitely takes a toll so if you're planning if you're trying to be a captain at some point for those of you that are that are listening just uh, know there's some sacrifices that come along with it. Um, anyways, let's get a little bit more happy. <laughs> happy time. So cheerleader Paola. Hi, Paulita. Um, she asks, uh, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but there's another question that we missed a little bit. But um, she wants to know what your best memory at Cal State LA was. Um, but I think that we can kind of also feed into that, like, competition like what were your best competition experiences you went to how many now um you went to Oregon mm-hmm. I don't think you went to California or Rochester uh I did go to California um and Gorman right we went to Gorman went to Oregon went to Nebraska with formula and then it became virtual after that yeah so like I guess I guess two two parallel because I, I I think I think um, the most notable memories took part um, in terms of like the team, but it wasn't in Cal State LA, which was competition. Every single competition that I've gone to, it's just it just blows every other you know every other experience that I've had in Cal State LA out of the water because it it just culminates it it culminates like everything like it's a whole year's worth of like work just you know here it is this is what you get like this is what happens this is this is you know this is where it's at story time story time so uh i'm trying to remember uh the the most the most notable memory in cal state la um while i do that what i well let me see if if talking about each each competition experience like if i could um if i can remember I can think because I've had so many that at this point I'm, I'm kind of like okay which one do I choose <laughs> <laughs> so uh the first competition I ever went to was uh Oregon with Baja uh 27 2018 that was it 2017 to 2018 yeah it was 17 yeah yeah 17. We tra- I transferred in 17 and we went basically 20 2018 that, that next year so that's spring spring of 2018 at the end of that uh I think the one thing that I always like flash back to the one thing that I always remember is just uh, driving in the middle of the night in the van with like everybody, you know, just quiet, you know, woke up in the middle of the night and a certain song was playing and uh, I just look up and I'm like, I, I could see, the, I could see the stars, right? That's something that I've always loved in my life, just being able to see the stars. Um, but uh, another thing that, that randomly pops into my head sometimes is like, I'm just walking down the street and, you know, whatever I'm, I'm, I'm whatever I'm doing. Uh, just the image of looking out the window and seeing all the green trees in Oregon, like just every single, like basically like end to end, just completely packed with trees as we were passing by like uh, the, I think it was a border of Oregon. Uh, we we're going in 
and it was just um, that always just flashes back into my mind. Um, also, I guess uh, the cold sweat, cold sweat, uh, cold sweat dream. Uh, when it, when we were like working um, on the car the day before endurance, um, and just like getting about an hour of sleep because yeah. we stayed up the whole time. <laughs> Is Oregon? Yeah, that was Oregon. Oh, I was sleeping. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're the driver. I remember yeah. that very clearly. Uh, I, 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 sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh, I really did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, that was, that was for Oregon. Uh, for Gorman, uh, I think what stands out the most is uh, the overshadowing cold. Like, um, I, 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 I was surprised that, that Oregon wasn't as cold as, as uh, Gorman in the morning. Um, right it was we're in the desert we're in the middle of the california desert yeah it was ridiculous like cold. freezing that's that's that yeah that's that's the, <laughs> that's, the <laughs> that's right huh that's right <laughs> uh, that's the one thing that uh that i always remember like it was it was unbelievably cold and uh we we had to you know get the get the car ready get everything ready and it's just extremely difficult to move your fingers with like that cold it's just kind of like <laughs> and I remember you were a spotter and they sent you up the hill and it was like you were all by yourself way up on that little hill and yeah, it's like all you have is this poncho because it's freaking raining you know it's a desert that was right before it started raining yeah <laughs> I was like yeah I'll do it <laughs> <laughs> it was like miles away is that it was far that oh was yeah far. let me see another one Another one was, uh, so another notable memory with uh, the last competition that I attended, the in-person competition uh, Nebraska was uh, Bachman, Andy, and myself were getting ready to get the trailer back into campgrounds or I guess the site ground uh, because we, we had to do some final uh, fixes to, to a couple of things in the, in the car and it started raining like heavily so it was raining the day before and um they were kind of saying like they, they had to push it back but it wasn't like too you know too serious but it started raining a lot harder that next day so it was um it was the day of the dynamic events um and so it was raining so hard that uh they were kind of like yeah we're, we're gonna have to push it to like you know uh, so it was supposed to start at eight in the morning and then they were like yeah we're gonna start at nine and then they were like no we're gonna start at 10 and then it ended up being like uh, it started at midday like uh 12 uh at noon and uh uh during that whole time uh we had to figure out what we we're gonna do because uh since it was raining uh we have the trailer for the school that uh, uh at the time like you know we we haven't really encountered as much rain so we never ran into this issue until we were in nebraska when we realized that like uh we went to a gas station uh, to see like you know if all the equipment was still fine uh for some reason i forgot if i think like we want to get something and then when it was raining like i think bachman noticed that um there was like rain going into the, the, the trailer. So we're like, was we have to, leaking? we have to fix that. Yeah. Like um, <laughs> it has a vent in the top that has like that little, you know, that, that little, that opening that, that you have to like open from the inside. So we had to hop on top to, to try to cover it up. Um, and so that was happening. So we're like, okay, we just probably have to put some like tape on it and it'll be fine for now until we like find you know, a good fix. Right. So while uh, we were trying to fix it, I remember I was uh, inside and um, I think Andy was right outside. Uh, so he was captain then. Uh, he was right outside uh, one of the side doors and uh, he opened it up a little bit. So we were kind of like trying to find whatever we could find, like duct tape or like towels or whatever we whatever was accessible 
and um basically uh, far out in the distance like maybe i don't know a couple miles like maybe five ten, ten maybe 15 miles i don't know if, like i'm not good with distances in that ten, in that sense but um there was a lightning strike and um right before that lightning strike uh andy had his hand on a piece of like metal with a door like with the door hinges and i saw a little like electricity like a little like shot go from his hand to like the metal or back whichever way it goes and then the lightning strike happened and i was like that 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 just stayed <laughs> implanted in my mind like that very specific one was like we're we're out here right in the middle of the thunderstorm trying to get this car going right uh you know as many teams were and, and that that just stayed stuck in my head <laughs> among many other things by lightning almost yeah, yeah I mean, it if, if you know the lightning strike wasn't that far it could have hit him probably yeah we we were probably in danger <laughs> <laughs> so we have another um instagram question and this one kind of leads a little bit away from sort of the stuff that you've done in college um this one's from i don't even know how to say this name uva that's that's all i'm gonna say there's a lot of underscores. <laughs> There's a lot of underscores, so <laughs> it's UVA. Anyway, they asked, um, they're pretty much asking about your experience being an intern for the first time, but um, yeah, that's pretty much the question. Like, what, what was it like interning for the first time, and how do you feel SAE had helped you prepare for that role? Oh, I, I'm pretty confident I wouldn't have gotten it. I wouldn't have felt confident enough to get it or I wouldn't have been in the position to get it if it wasn't for SAE, right? So um, initially, uh, I think one of the things that I always I preach to new members and I preach to whoever I know is uh, you need three things to be able to uh, be, in a sense, successful in, in, in the you know, professional uh, environment in terms of like engineering. It's uh, the experience, the grades, and uh, the platform to be able to sell yourself, right? So the experience, um, I'll get to after, right? The grades you get from school, basically like going, getting your knowledge, getting whatever tests you have to get, certifications, whatever it is, you need to have that to back up, like basically like, okay, I graduated from this school and, you know, with this much or whatever, whatever it is, you need that. That's, 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 that's kind of a, a given, like you need that, right? Every, every employer needs that. Uh, and uh, experience, uh, what was it? There? I, I, I lost myself, look at that. <laughs> yeah, um, the the experience, uh, the knowledge and the platform. So the platform, uh, you know, as SA goes, like they have events that uh, basically have recruiters on site. So competition, there were recruiters from, I think, uh, different companies like Cummins. I think Cummins is one of the sponsors for Baja. So they were around, you know, walking around looking at uh, prospective new new uh, students who could be potential good members, good uh, uh, workers who they can employ. So uh, that was a platform that, that was available to me. But um, this one was given through uh, SHIP or Shes, uh, the chapter in, in Calcet LA. Uh, I went to uh, the regional leadership uh, conference, RLDC, leadership development uh, conference. And uh, through there, I, I had the platform to be able to speak, right? I had the grades at the, at the time, I, I was doing uh, pretty well in, in classes and, and I had, um, um, I had already given uh, uh, my best at semesters. I set myself up to, to basically like, once I went to that conference, I was like, okay, like, let's see what happens. That's, that's what I said to myself. Let's see what happens. That's basically what I've said to myself with a lot of experiences I've had now. Um, and then the experience is, is basically what, what set me apart. So what happened 
uh, was I, I went, uh, so just for, for anybody who, I, th I don't think it's been mentioned yet, uh, I, I'm working for Raytheon as a full-time employee now, and I interned for Raytheon uh, starting the summer of 2018. So I saw, no, 2019, sorry. Uh, and then I interned again, uh, 2020 during the summer. So it was all virtual. And then, um, I stayed employed, uh, up until this point as a part-time, uh, uh, as a part-time employee. And just, uh, this Monday I, I switched over to full-time, uh, uh, employee. So I, I was able to get that, uh, um, because I had the experience. Uh, one of the things that a lot of employers ask for is like, okay, I see you, you have pretty good grades or okay grades or, or your grades are, are, are good enough for us. Like, um, and you're in a place where there's people who are interviewing, which would be the platform. The experience would be like, okay, what have you done? Or uh, have you worked in the team before? Or have you had to um, do some sort of conflict resolution for uh, a certain uh, point for people that you have worked with? And I was able to answer each one of those questions like with, actual experience like like yeah i've been in that position i've had to uh talk to a member when when it wasn't going well i had to uh I had to communicate well with my members so that i could let them know like i could or could not do certain work um and each one of the questions i uh, i felt so comfortable that i didn't realize i was in an interview until like halfway through i was like oh this is an interview <laughs> this whole time i was like oh, i thought we were just I thought we were just talking like it just felt so I've normal been... at this point. Yeah. It's just that I was like, Oh, all oh, this is, this is, this is happening. And, um, um, so I having that, um, and also, uh, one other thing that, that helped me kind of set that point up was, uh, being part of the team, there's always, uh, opportunities for us to be able to, uh, um, to participate in, in, uh, I think, uh, events like Mesa, uh, to volunteer. Um, and uh, people from the industry come to, to those events as well. And uh, I, I wasn't really minding that much. I was like, you know, I, I come to volunteer because it's, it's fun. It's like fun to help out students, like aspiring students who might eventually become engineers at a point. And, you know, it's, it's nice to know that like, you know, we, we are uh, probably a turning point in their life or maybe like a point where like, oh, I, I, I think what he does is pretty cool. What she does is pretty cool. Like I, I'd, I'd like to know more about that, right? I, I've always had that, like, if, if a, a student who's much younger than me is interested or, or curious about what I do or anything that uh, I work with, like, I love talking about it because I just feel like this, this person has the, the interest and the curiosity to be able to, like, push them toward that, that, that goal that might be their goal at some point. So uh, participating in, in those events, I was able to meet uh, certain people that, that worked at Raytheon and, um, I guess I made enough of, of an impression that like when I saw them again at RLDC, um, he was, he, he, he talked to me like, we're like, it was, it was nice. It was nice to know that, that, you know, some, some people like I've talked to, like, you know, even sometimes like often, like they don't really remember too much of me or like, they don't really remember like, Oh, it's just that guy that I know. But, um, uh, this person, his name is Alex. Uh, he, he actually remembered me by name and, and like, he, he talked to me like, like we were really close friends and I was like, wow, like, like that, that was really nice. So he was, uh, he was the one that, uh, helped me kind of, you know, segue into like, Hey, uh, this is the person I know. Like, um, you know, she wants to have a chat with you. So my then, uh, manager pulled me aside and, that's when the whole interview happened. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So now you're working full time, you said, right? Yes. Okay. 
what is your your job or what was like what was your role as an intern what was your what is your role now so uh the way that they did it in my department it, it has been um kind of the same i think the only thing that changes is just the amount of work that we're giving like the workload or um i guess the uh certain projects that we get assigned to that are a little more labor intensive or a little more intense in terms of like needing certain software or needing certain experience not experience maybe like needing certain I, I guess more time more than uh 12 weeks because each internship uh lasted only 12 12 weeks and uh, some of the work that that we're given kind of lasts like uh actually today found out that one of the projects that that uh that somebody's work i can't be too detailed because it's uh it's military stuff it's it's um department of defense yeah yeah it's uh <laughs> sorry sorry i'm still i'm still getting used to that <laughs> it's yeah. <not> <laughs> i can't talk about it ndas uh, i one of the things that i found is that uh basically uh there's been a project that's lasted like over a year and i'm like oh you know like you can't just you know throw anybody on there so uh, now that I'm a full-time uh, employee, uh, I've been getting more of those like long-term, uh, long-term projects that uh, would be like, like you know, more, more with looking at other parts. So I, I guess I don't know how specific I could be with with exactly what I do, but I, I work in the components engineering department, and uh, a couple of the biggest tasks that that we do is just basically make sure that certain parts that are uh, uh, that we use are being supported by certain manufacturers. Um, so we have to contact them. We have to make sure that um, they're still available for us to be able to um, to acquire. Uh, other things also include with like making sure that, that um, whatever uh, components that we're using, certain certain times they have to be, you know, a check to make sure that uh, they're up to date, like everything lines up. Like if we were to like, you know, have an order of, of like me, like a hundred components, make sure that those hundred components like actually do exist in the websites or like where we're getting it. So we have to make sure that, um, you know, verify that, that those parts are, are existent, things like that. Are you liking it? Do you, do you enjoy the work or? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's nice. It's soothing in a, in a sense, it's kind of like, okay. Um, uh, each one, each test that I've been given has been kind of like, all right. Um, I can work on this today and uh, I could literally just leave it exactly how it is since we're working at home. Um, I can leave it exactly how it is and just pick up exactly where I left off, you know, um, yesterday. So uh, it's very versatile in terms of like, I, I, I can I can really, you know, um, I'll, I can also ask for help. So um, I can reach out to any of the of the senior members and just be like, hey, I'm I'm having issues with with this specific task, and then they're like, oh yeah, I'm glad you reached out. Like, uh, we're actually all having that issue because it's a software issue. It's not your fault. I'm like, oh okay, I thought, you know, I thought I, I was useless and I wasn't doing the right thing. So we're gonna sort of start closing off a little bit more, and what we do want to know, or what I really want to know, is. And I've seen it all over your IG and stuff. Like, what are some of the hobbies that you have, or some of the things? These hobbies, like, how did you end up really getting into them? Um, <laughs> so, um, I think one of the the most um, the most obvious ones, I guess, I could say, is, uh, is the music. Um, <laughs> I I am a, a musician on the side. I I have been for 
ever since I was about 15 or 14 around that time. So 2007, uh, I started uh, playing Guitar Hero, like the first three that came out. And from that, I started picking up how to, you know, do timing, things like that. You know, I was like, yeah, that, that's what sparked the interest. Eventually, I got a guitar and, um, you know, I got a couple of lessons here, just uh, basics, uh, basic music theory and whatever, like came along with it. And then I was like, hey, wait a minute, you could do that with the bass too, you know? And then I, I picked up a bass and I learned how to play that. And then eventually I started realizing, I was like, wait a minute, um, I, I started learning how the piano works and how it connects everything. So I was like, from that point, I was like, oh, oh, everything makes sense. So I, um, I at this point, uh, I, I was playing the guitar, the bass, the keyboard. Um, the, I ended up learning how to play the trumpet, uh, the saxophone, um, and then uh, also all the small instruments that, that kind of go along with it, like, for example, ukulele. Uh, I don't know if you know melodica, uh, those those little things like that. But um, the one that that has been the most fun has been uh, the drums. I was uh, so in high school, I started out as a, a guitarist for a metal band. Up until I went into community college. Once I went into uh, community college, uh, the interest started to fade away, and I guess the members like um, they started seeing it, and I kind of like started drifting away from that type of music, and I ended up going into a ska band, and then. Um, from that ska band, I went to another ska band and then a different ska. So for the first ska band, I was a keyboard player. Second ska band, same thing, a keyboard player. And then um, this one day I was at a show and I, I saw this guy that I knew that um, used to play uh, with, I forgot what band, I think it was just kind of like a passerby type of thing. And he mentioned, he was like, yeah, we're actually looking for a drummer now. And I was like, I'll do it. Like I'll, I'll, I'll jump on and then I'll, I'll see what, I'll see what's up. And I don't regret that decision ever. Like I, that, that helped me basically develop my skills as a drummer. Um, and I, I was in that band for about two, three years. I, I, I kind of lost track of time at this point. I, since I was in community college at the time, like most of the maths is kind of like getting rid of my perception of time. So <laughs> you know, that, whole, that whole time was a, a bit of a blur, um, but there's a there's actually there's actually footage of of me playing the drums on on YouTube one of the a festival, if if anybody wants to do any research on that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> go and find you. Find you. <laughs> hey, if you yeah. have a link, just a link, and then we'll put it we'll put it in the description. I'll, I'll I'll find them. Yeah, I have them. I I like to look at it, and I, I think back. I'm like, wow, that was that was really me. I was I was actually there. I was uh you know said. So <laughs> from that point that's that's where then the the drums i also did a, a bit of a cover band for a wedding for i played the i played the bass there and <laughs> most recently i i kind of connected back with uh my old band like um not in the sense of like 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 we're doing anything right now i mean at least myself i'm not because like they're doing everything remotely so i can't really contribute at the point but uh, i'll be playing the keyboard for them uh, when i can and uh i i post up you know, if I end up playing whatever I, I do, like, I'm like, yeah, I like this melody. I just post it up, you know, I post it on my Instagram. So clarinet yeah. videos with Cla Karen. <laughs> clarinet, that's saxophone, bro. Saxophone, is that what it was? I don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's one of the major hobbies. Um, I guess other hobbies that I'll consider a little bit minor because of this whole pandemic, the way it is, I guess momentarily it'd be uh, biking. Um, I ride uh, fixed gear. Uh, I used to do for, for distance, but kind of scared to go out now. So it's kind of it's kind of 
it's kind of on the back burner right now but uh um i also do weightlifting on the side too so uh that's that's how i'm able to get that fixed <laughs> so i don't <laughs> go out i kind of work out at home so um do you ever um see yourself like combining like your love for music and like engineering do you ever see yourself maybe in the future like mending those two and seeing what could happen definitely that's uh that's one of the things uh i i i haven't actively been thinking if it's uh it's one of the things that once I have like that, that small seed of, of, of interest, it starts kind of to sprout and to say, wait, that's actually more possible than, than, than I, I thought. Right. So um, one of the things that caused my interest, like the last semester that I was uh, in Costa LA is I took some control system classes and um, I started realizing I'm like, you could do a lot of things with, with control system. Like um, you could make a lot of things automated. So maybe I could find a way to automate like, a drum machine or something like that so it could play along with me or something like that so i, I think at, at this it just opens up a tree of like endless possibilities that i'm not <laughs> gonna lie it's a little overwhelming <laughs> yeah, yeah and that that kind of segues into pretty much like our last question for you wait 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 wait, wait. Um, look. fun fact fun fact christian and i re- recently found out i don't know if we told you guys this but we recently found out that we went to the same elementary school <laughs> well, that's so weird yeah yeah yeah, that's like, so two, weird. Two, two, <laughs> it's like two blocks I forgot from my about house. That. I just remembered because I, I was thinking about how like it took you like two years to find out that somebody else in Baja was like in the same ska band with you. Yeah. It's like like your your paths like separate and then they kind of like come back. I don't know, it's just kind of funny. <laughs> okay, continue, continue. That's cool. Um yeah, so pretty much like leading into our last question, like you just graduated from Cal State LA. Um, you're going to be leaving the SAE team. I mean, obviously, you're going to still be around alumni, you know, being able to roast them when it's design review time. Um, like, where do you see yourself in the future? Where do you see yourself going in your professional life? You know, things like that. So one of uh my major goals in the next upcoming year is uh, I want to attend grad school. So um, that's, that's staying in the picture, no matter what. Um, the only thing that would maybe make it be delayed is, is if we have to do another virtual um, virtual setting again. Like I, 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 I really like my heart goes out to all the students who have to still continue to do virtual classes now because it's very difficult and um, so so much so that I, I I had the choice to take extra classes this upcoming semester and I said and I I think honestly like uh, for my own sake I think I should I should just take this small break and get back into it next semester so that way I have like a little bit of a mental break but uh, but yeah if if uh, classes are in person next uh next fall i, I do plan on uh, attending uh grad school um i i plan on staying at raytheon uh for some time so that i can pick up as much experience as i can because eventually i do want to be able to manage if not start up my own company um so that's like long long-term goal right uh in order to be able to help my my mom and uh my brother and my sister like basically help set them up so that uh, they can have the, the the best opportunities that I didn't have when I, I was in their position. When they look up and they say, oh, I need help, I'm there, right? Like the way that I, I could have, you know, I, I looked up and saw 
basically, you know, the people around me with like, you know, their hands extended down, but they could only go so far. And I'm like, all right, this is, this is my family. This is as far as I'm going to go. I'm going to go as far as I can go to help them out. Right. So I, those, those would be uh, my, my two main uh, goals is just to, to get a master's. I think I, I did plan on, on having multiple masters, but I'm going to do the first masters and uh, in electrical engineering and, and then I'll see how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were considering at some point doing the mechanical engineering master. Yes. Yes. That's still in the works. I, um, I'm, I'm pretty certain about that right now. And I, I haven't changed my mind. I think it's been about two years and I haven't changed my mind yet. So that's that along with an MBA. Um, hence, because I want to start my own company, having that in my belt would help me out. That way I don't have to rely too much on, on external help at, in that sense. That way I have more, more knowledge to be able to make more sound decisions, I guess, in my, in my perspective. I wonder if it would be a good talk for you to meet with um, our last podcast guest, Ricardo Alonso Ugalde. Um, but yeah, he, he started his own business and he said that he did it with like $2,000. But he, yeah, it was like surprising that it was like not a whole lot of money. Like in my head, I always think like if you need to start a business, like you have to have like 10 years of experience and you have to have like this crazy like business loan budget of like at least a million dollars or something or like tens of thousands of dollars or something like that like uh, especially because like electrical engineering I feel like is really expensive right um but yeah no he he like he gained a lot of experience working for like a lot of private companies and he said that he kind of enjoyed the smaller ones a lot more but he started a company called electric universe and he's like, he's just gotten contracts. And um, it's very much that like, thing that we were talking about how like, you just have to try something, even if you don't know if you know how to do it. Um, he, he just, I, I guess he felt like he had just enough experience to be able to like, know which contracts he was capable of doing and which ones he wasn't. But yeah, I was surprised to hear that like, it didn't take that much money and it didn't take that much experience. It was more just about his ambition and like his feeling that like he didn't really like working for companies and he felt like it wasn't helpful and it would like, I mean, like even in aerospace, I know that like getting things done tends to be a lot slower. Like you have all this budget and you have all this time. So like things are done very carefully. Right. And really like, um, what's the word? like strategically um but you do kind of lose a lot of time like waiting for things to be done that way versus kind of like diving into it and doing like more of a sprinting project for like a private company like a non-department of defense company so but yeah um, something to think about if you're trying to start your business definitely um so to sort of close off um Usually we sort of roll out the the red carpet for our guests. Um, is there anything you want to sort of plug? Maybe LinkedIn, Facebook, Pinterest, anything in particular that you want to that you want to sort of let the people know what you got going on. <laughs> um, 
I don't, I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, don't ever talk to me. Leave me alone. I don't want to hear from you. Well, uh, I'm on Instagram, uh, most, uh, most of all, but, uh, yeah, I could, I could, I could do email. I don't know if, uh, LinkedIn as well. Like I, I, I'll give you guys my link so that you guys could post in the, in the description. So that, that way, uh, if anybody wants to reach out, I, I, I love talking now. I love talking to people. Like I, I need that, that communication, like, especially <laughs> when there's interest, like if there's more like questions, like, um, there's a lot of things that I, I realized, like my sister was, was hanging out with us, um, this past, uh, cause she doesn't, she doesn't live with us. Uh, she was hanging out this past, uh, break. And at times I had to like realize, Oh, wait, hold on. Okay, you have to stop talking now. Cause like, you know, you lost it. I was like, you know, I have a lot to say. So if if anybody's willing to listen, everybody's anybody's willing to talk, anybody's questions, I'll give you all all, all the knowledge I have, honestly. Because like, what what use is all this knowledge if I can't pass it on? So, you heard it here, folks. Pass on your knowledge to Christian. Go bug him on LinkedIn. <laughs> um, Chris, thanks for being on our podcast and talking to us about your kind of like unique experience being like an electrical engineer, running a mechanical team you know how like dabbling in both of them and like the kind of this long road that you went down and learned so much from from SAE um yeah so thanks for being here we hope to have you on again this has been the staying ready podcast uh thanks thank everybody you. for joining us and we'll see you next time thank you thank you for the platform I really appreciate the opportunity appreciate it thank yeah you. absolutely Thank you for listening to Staying Money Podcast. I'm Mr. You can follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok with the handle Castlate Baja SAE. You can also check out our website, Castlate Baja SAE, if you want to check out more stuff about our team. And we also have some merch on there as well. You can also join our Staying Money Podcast subreddit if you'd like. Thanks again for listening. See ya. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the Staying Muddy podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Baja SAE and Cal State Los Angeles.